Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Today we are finishing out the last part of our Advent series and uh, it has been a wonderful series. I've, I've so enjoyed just uh, the teaching that we've had through this. I want to say thank you to Daryl Messina. He rocked it last week, um, teaching us about the love of God. Did a phenomenal job. And uh, it's just that, that, that kind of time of year where we stop and remember um, what this season is really all about. And we celebrate Advent as a church, and we have our fake candles up here. It's, People have been asking, why are we using electric ones? It's, it's, here's the real reason. Because every year that we have the real ones that are on fire, none of you pay attention to anything that we say because you're freaking out like the candles are going to burn the church down. So this year we went electric so that they weren't like distracting to you. So, so everybody can focus in on what we're saying today and not worry about the candles. But, but we celebrate this Advent season. It really reminds us of, of a couple things. And really primarily, it reminds us that Jesus is the reason for the season. I know that's so cliche-ish. But it's true. With everything else that pressures us in this life, this time of year through Advent, we want to get our hearts and our, our minds aligned on this reality that Jesus is really the reason why we gather together. And in this time of year, specifically through Advent, Advent is a season of remembering not only that he came once, but that he's coming again. Can I just tell you, that's the best news you will ever hear, right? So many things of this world try to get our hearts struck into the pace of fear and worry. And can I just tell you, as the people of God, we have nothing to fear or worry. Our king is still on the throne and he's coming back again. And so what we're going to do today is we're just going to talk a little bit about this message, this promise um, that the Lord has given us. And we're going to talk about joy today. Can we talk about joy? Come on now. That, kids, the reason you're in here is because we need your help in this. Us old people aren't very good at the joy space of life. And so today we're going to talk about joy. And we're really going to talk about um, this message and the arrival of Jesus. And there was this proclamation that was made that there would be great joy for all people. And so today we're going to spend a few minutes kind of talking about that space and kind of digging into a passage of scripture about it. Yeah, one thing that's pretty cool about the Christmas story is God really loves to choose unlikely, ordinary people, which is just such, it makes the story so much more powerful, right? He didn't go and choose the kings of the time or the, the leaders of the time. He chose people that were really unknown at the time. They were people that nobody knew necessarily and very ordinary. And he spoke to them and, um, it's just really cool to think that you have Mary cooking in a kitchen probably and an angel shows up, right, and starts talking to her. And afterwards, she has to finish cooking, you know. And, and it's just really cool that that's part of the story of Jesus' birth and how he comes to us. And so our portion today is talking about the shepherds um, who were some, also some very unlikely people that got to have a pretty big part of the story. I think every nativity scene I see has some shepherds on there. <laughs> so, all right, it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 11. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guiding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring you great joy to all people. 
the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You know, ironically, as we, we, we read this passage almost every year, and I, I bet you as families probably spend some time around the holidays and, and read through Luke chapter 2 and this arrival of Jesus. Ironically, the message of joy came to probably some of the people, at least in that time frame, were probably the ones that were experiencing the least amount of joy. Um, as we were preparing for this message, Daryl actually kind of brought this space up in our conversation about the shepherds and how unlikely of um, ambassadors they would be for this message of joy. Most of us don't really have this context in our minds, but the shepherds in this day and age were actually people that were, for the most part, outcasts in community. In fact, they were so disliked by the Egyptians that the Egyptians kind of put them out into this very remote area of Goshen, um, and, and, and the, the shepherds were just the people that nobody wanted to be around. Can I give you a hint why? They smelled really bad. If you were a good shepherd in this time, you spent time with the sheep. And when we talk about spending time with the sheep, they actually like were with them. They slept around them and near them. They were constantly taking care of them and examining these sheep. So these shepherds were sitting out in these fields because really nobody wanted to be around them. They were not experiencing the, the joy-filled life that we would typically want to put around this scene, right, where the angels appearing, and of course they came to the shepherds because they're very noble. They're not normal. They're smelly. And yet this was the platform and the environment in which God wanted to bring this message of joy, and not only joy, but great joy for all people through the most non-joyful, probably least excited people on the planet at the time, and that were shepherds who were out in their field taking care of stinky sheep. And we see this as this, this really beautiful space that joy was announced through those who clearly had the opportunity for the least amount of that in their life. And can I tell you, oftentimes in our lives, if we were to really take a moment and really look at our lives, how many of you would say that we could probably identify with shepherds at some point in time? With the pressures and the things that we're feeling in life and the difficulties that we face, that joy would probably not be the primary um, uh, distinguisher of our lives oftentimes. And yet from this platform... God brought this message of joy and hope to these shepherds to proclaim it to the world that was around them. And I don't know about you, but I just find that so interesting, God's plan. In the, how many of you know that was not a random thing? God wasn't like, oh, let's just send the angel to the shepherds. This will be fun. That wasn't in his heart. There was something very intentional that God was trying to speak through this place of joy. And oftentimes, as we, as we think about joy, and as we think about what that looks like for us, and as we think about this story that is around the, the coming of our Savior, yes, Jesus the Messiah, oftentimes we don't associate it with it, the joy that God intended for it to be for us. Yeah, and so we want to look today at what does joy look like, right? And so we have a lot of different perceptions of what joy looks like. Um, and so kids, we're going to ask you here in a minute what some of your ideas of what joy looks like for you. Um, but one little statistic that always stands out to me is that they say on average children laugh about 300 times a day. 
and us as adults laugh about 17 times a day. Ouch. <laughs> Pretty big change there Ouch. statistically, right? And so, of course, they have a lot of reasons for that. You know, kids worry less, they stress less, et cetera, et cetera. But we really can learn from kids in this space mm. on bringing joy back into our lives. God doesn't call us to live a life full of worry or anxiety. He calls us to live a life of joy, and joy should be one of those marks that the Holy Spirit gives us. It's a fruit of the Spirit um, that we see in our life. So kids, do I have any volunteers who wants to share something that brings them joy? Any volunteers? Come on, kids. There's any brave souls out there? Night, of course. <laughs> okay, I'm stepping off the camera for a minute. Uh, playing Minecraft. Oh, video games, of course. What else brings joy, River? Shout out. There you go. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Actually, living out in the world, watching sunsets, and just enjoying the world. Aww. River. Good answer. All right, Levi and Sally, you want to come up, or you want me to come to you? I'll come to you, okay. buddy. Here you go. <laughs> More Minecraft. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sensing a theme here. Oh, Christmas presents. Yes. Who's oh oh what's up, Jax? Sleep. Can can all the adults in the room say amen? amen. Come on now. That was rough. River, you had your one chance, buddy. You had your one chance. Scoring a goal in soccer. Oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna run back here. Hold on, we got another one. What brings you joy? Mommy and Daddy. I think somebody must have paid her this morning. Hmm, that's a one. Do you got one? Jerry, you got one? Well, it's not playing Minecraft for sure. Well, there you go. Oh, Penny, do you have one? Let's do Penny, too. Reading. Ooh, reading. Oh. I totally agree, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> so what, you know, joy comes in a lot of different shapes and forms. Am I missing a hand? You're, we're okay. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll ask another question. Okay. <laughs> joy comes in lots of different forms, right? We see um, a lot of ways you can have it. Some people love it through physical activity, right? Mm. They run or ski or rock climb and love to live mm. on the edge, and that brings them joy. I'm not one of those. <laughs> um, and then a lot of people love to... And find joy in quiet activities, you know, reading like Penny said, or puzzles, or family time. That's really a source of joy for them. Um, I, there's a few people in my family that really find a lot of joy in shows like Wipeout. And they love to watch people fall and, and <laughs> get hurt. I don't really understand Come on, anybody it, else enjoy that? Watching other thing, people right? get hurt? Okay, I know, that's terrible. There's a few people out there that enjoy uh, that. <laughs> so joy comes in a lot of different forms, and we get to see yeah. it in a lot of different ways. And that's part of God's design, right? That we would find joy in a lot, a lot of spaces in our life. And really, we can find it in every space. But sometimes joy doesn't even look quite so happy yeah. or laughter. It has other ways that it is presented too. Yeah, it's interesting. This last week, uh, Pastor Jason and I are part of a leadership cohort that's been meeting in downtown Boise. And this past week, we, we were processing through the space of joy and happiness. And a lot of times we, and, and I, I would say we are even guilty of this in the church, we like to just separate those two out. One's all emotion and the other one is this sovereign gift from God in our life. And, and actually, as we read through Scripture, and as you really read through what, what the Word of God teaches us about joy and happiness, they're actually connected in a lot of really important ways. And oftentimes, 
we, it's easy for us to downplay and just say, well, you can't, joy is just not about the emotions that you feel in life. And, and I think we would all agree that joy is not just about the emotional space of life, but there is a reality that part of our emotions are touched by joy and the, the happiness that we feel in the journey that we're in. And that's expressed in a lot of different ways in our life through smiles and, and dancing and, and, Parents, if you just want to get a good expression of what joy looks like, watch your children when something amazing happens in their life, right? And there's a reason why the Word of God tells us that we're supposed to be like little children in this space, because most of us old people just look really grumpy all the time, and we don't celebrate and experience the joy oftentimes that we're in life. But as we were, as we were in conversation about this with all these leaders around the table talking about joy and happiness this past week, we were, we were kind of digging into the space that joy doesn't always look like a smile. It doesn't always look like dancing. It doesn't always look like a squeal or elation. Sometimes joy takes on a very different kind of look in our lives. And oftentimes that's the type of joy that we're discovering that the Holy Spirit is trying to weave into our hearts a part of our being of who we are in a state that we live in, not just an emotion that we're experiencing. And again, we're not downplaying emotions in any ways, but there should be celebration and there should be the fun parts of that. But there's also some realities of life where joy looks different than just a smile and a celebration. And as we were talking about this in our leadership cohort, uh, one of the leaders had, had mentioned um, this video that he had seen this week. Um, last weekend, there was a tremendous amount of destruction that took place in the central part of the United States. I'm sure most of you saw it on TV through tornadoes and just immense devastation that took place in many, many cities and towns across the Midwest. And uh, there was a video that came out about a man um, whose house was almost completely destroyed. In fact, the entire roof and everything was lifted off it. And his sister came over to the house to actually video the destruction that had taken place to his home. And we've got a video to show you what she came in and found. interesting as you watch that in the utter devastation that surrounded this man's home. Um, he had no idea that his sister was videoing this, by the way. Um, and, and the only thing that he could do in that moment was begin to play worship to God. For those of you that don't know that song, that song's probably actually one of my favorite songs in the world. It's called There's Something About That Name. It just says, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. And it goes on to sing. It says, Master, Savior, Jesus. And it, it diverts into this, this space that most of us don't, don't listen to very often. Maybe don't even see them, but it says, Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. 
But there's something about that name. And this man's response to complete devastation, and there was wonderful interviews with him after this moment, because obviously it went viral and people were just astounded by his ability to, to just be present in that moment. But when it, when it came to the interviews about this and, and what caused him to sit down at that piano and just begin to play that specific song, this, this southern guy, big dude, just started talking about how good God had been to him in his life. And he said, I, I'm missing the roof to my home. Our house is completely devastated. We've lost pretty much everything inside. But what came out of him in that moment was a joyful song to the Lord because of all that God had done. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about the circumstances of my life and I think about something as tragic as that taking place, and then I think about that man's response, it reminds me of some other places that I see in Scripture, a guy named Paul, who was placed in prison unjustly And yet out of that space was able to find a place of joy with his friend Silas. And they began to sing songs of worship and thankfulness to God. You see, kids and adults, oftentimes joy is not just the fun emotion that we're feeling in the moment, which is a wonderful thing for us, but it's a state of being that we live in that Jesus was the promise of for each one of us. And that's why the angels declared to the shepherds in that moment, we bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, a Messiah, the Savior Jesus. And when I think about that video and just the, this man understood that there was something that has happened in his life that caused him in that moment to be reminded that the good news of Jesus was way better than the bad news of his broken house, way more than the devastation around him, that there's just something about the name of Jesus that when it's spoken and that when we run to him in relationship, it brings us into this place of peace and joy that the world can't give or take away. When you look at what he was surrounded by, joy would not be the first word that would come to our minds. And yet in that very place was the place that we got to see joy come out of this man And we get to experience the reality of it. So oftentimes in life, we're going to experience some hard things. That in the midst of them, nobody would say that's a joyous moment. Shepherds sitting out in the field, taking care of their flocks, that's not a joy-filled moment. And yet heaven spoke into that moment and said, great joy is coming because of the Messiah, Jesus. And when you look at your life and you experience the things that you're experiencing in your life or the hardship of maybe friends that are around you, in the moment, it's hard to see the joy that is there. But when we're living a life near Jesus, when we're living a life in relationship with him, joy is something that that rests on the inside of us and is not dependent on the circumstances that are around us. And here's here's the, the reality of joy has such a beautiful impact on our lives. And yet, all too often, we are unaware of its impact in us because we're not engaging with it. So this morning, that's what we're trying to do is just take a few moments to be reminded that joy is way more than feelings that we experience or circumstances that surround us. It's a state of being that Jesus invites us to experience him in. Yeah, and Nehemiah says that in chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm. And sometimes we don't realize how 
you know, how can that be? Um, and I think that just ties in so much. It is our strength. Um, and the joy of the Lord is our strength in way more ways than we even realize. Um, we, of course, think, oh, yeah, you know, it keeps us happy, more pleasant to be around. <laughs> but it actually gives us a lot of physical benefits, too. And I just love that the scripture and God's principles hold true, even in the science world, that they don't always want to uh, accommodate, right? Yeah. And it says in Proverbs 17:22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And, you know, in other versions, that crushed spirit, if we look at that, the opposite of a joyful heart, it, other words that they'll use is sickness or depression. And so the opposite of this joyful heart is crush, being crushed, depression, sickness, all those things. And so the joy of the Lord brings strength to us, even in our physical body. And if you like to jump into research and to dive in a little bit, there is so much research that people who have joy in their heart from from Jesus and from living this lifestyle, you have a stronger immune system. You have reduced stress. You have um, diminished pain. It actually helps our pain management. How much, as we get older, right, people, that's a good thing. Um, it boosts our mood, and it connects people. It builds relationships. Who enjoys being around a joyless person? Everybody, right? We all love being around people who I'm are joyful. I'm sorry that the rest of you don't. That's just <laughs> random, but okay. We do. <laughs> um, anyways, and so, you know, they even say that a good, hearty laugh, if we just, just a good, hearty laugh, like once a day or something, it gives you 45 minutes of a relaxed muscle state for your body, and that stress level goes down. Just one good, hearty laugh. So, you know, some of my favorite laughers are Trey and Marcy. I don't even know if they're in here. <laughs> Come on now. But they just have a great, hearty laugh. And so I think if we can all work on some hearty laughs in our life, um, we will see that joy increasing. And yeah. so. And kids, kids, can I tell you, um, we as adults have some things to learn from you in this space. Um, I, I, I so enjoy being around my children because they laugh way more than I do. And they make us laugh. And they make us laugh. Yes, they do. <laughs> by the ridiculousness that it surrounds them. That is God's gift um, with teenagers. It is. It I is. won't share any specific stories, but, but that is the gift of teenagers. But adults, I want you to think about this space of your life. Because oftentimes we are searching for stress relief. Oftentimes we are searching for you know, this pill that will bring us a, a relaxed moment or we want to enter into meditation. I'm not saying any of those things aren't, aren't a, a good thing for your life. But, but God knew that if you would laugh and experience deeper spaces of joy in your life, that you would also receive the health benefits of that in your life. Hey, God actually designed you and me to be joyful and to be rejuvenated by joy in our lives. And, and, and all too often, it's easy for us to bypass that and go into the serious spaces of life, right? Like, we just, we need to get serious about this and get serious about, uh, you know, our emotional health. And, get, and, and all those things are wonderful. We need to be very intentional about that. Can I just tell you, you need to laugh more. You need to experience the joy of getting to take a breath, you, get to, you need to get to a place in life, I love what River shared, where you, where you stop for a moment and you experience the joy and the wonder of a beautiful sunset or sunrise, where we don't, don't just bypass those things in our life and, and forget about how good God has been. And maybe some of you need to watch more funny shows. 
Get around people that are a little bit more lighthearted, right? This is a choice that we make, but it's also, I want you to know, a gift that God gives us through his Holy Spirit's work inside of us. And we've been talking about this this whole time through Advent, really the work of the Holy Spirit that is taking place in us right now in our lives. And as we think about that, Jesus uh, brought good news that would cause great joy. And what was that great joy? That the King Jesus had come right here and now. And, and Jesus' coming is not a figment of our imagination, but an absolute truth, both historically as well as experientially in our lives. Yet as we look at this and we think that, that his coming is supposed to bring you, I want to try and look at everybody, great joy. Not marginal, not kind of, not seasonal, but great joy comes to your life because the king of heaven chose to come and, to this earth and give you and I hope. And so we have this opportunity to experience this joy, even so much so that Jesus said this. He said, I want you to have my joy. This was Jesus' expression, his, his prayer over us, John 15, and a number of other spaces. Jesus said, I want my joy to be in you. I want you to experience just this wonder. And so how did he do that? He did that through the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to leave, that the Holy Spirit would come. And, and here's the wonderful reality of this. The Holy Spirit is producing something inside of you. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Many of us know this passage of Scripture really well. In fact, we were over with the Enuses last night, and we were having dinner with them. And, and, and little Maylee um, got up on the couch, and Mark coerced her with a marshmallow. Um, but he asked her, he said, she, he said, tell us what the fruit of the Spirit is. And so she's jumping up and down on their couch. I know that's probably not what all of us as parents, but I loved that she was doing it. And she began to recite for us exactly what Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 tells us the Holy Spirit is producing in you adults and you kids. Kids, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is not for old people. The Holy Spirit is for all people. And here's what Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit, I'm going to say this directly to you, is producing fruit in your life. The Holy Spirit is producing fruit in your life. And I want you to picture Maylie jumping up and down on the couch, and here's what that fruit looks like in your life. It begins with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and the one nobody wants to talk about, self-control. Right? There's this beautiful space of the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you notice the first three that are in here are the exact things that we've been talking about through this place of Advent. Love, joy, and peace. It's something that the Holy Spirit is doing inside of both you and I, and it's a gift from the King to his kids. Here's, here's what I want to share with you this morning. I hope this settles in your heart. So many people want the benefits of the kingdom of God. So many people want to experience salvation and hope and forgiveness and all these wonderful things that the king promises to us, but so many people don't want to submit to the lordship of the king. And you cannot have the gifts of the kingdom without leaning into the authority of the king. And as we celebrate specifically in this type of season that we are in, Jesus is the king of heaven. 
And he has provided for each one of us this wonderful kingdom to be a part of and a great work that he's doing in us. So in this season, what we're really doing in Advent and today as we kind of close our time together talking about joy, what we're doing is acknowledging Jesus, we need you. If you haven't gotten anything else out of this season of Advent and our conversations together, kids, as you're listening to me today, the, the joy of this season is not what we receive under a tree or even in the experiences that we have together as family. Those are wonderful. But the, the crowning moment of the joy of this season is the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth to live and die for you and me. And in him, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in us, we get to experience love and joy and peace. We get to experience hope in him the season of Advent leads us into. So as we close our time together today, my prayer for you and both for kids and adults alike as we look into the days that are ahead of us and getting to celebrate being out of school and hopefully a little bit more snow will come and we can play in that and all the fun things that we get to do together as a family, these are all reminders, listen to me, of the goodness of God to you. The gift that was given in the person of Jesus Christ. And so here's, here's what we're going to do this morning. I just want to close us in a moment of prayer and, and just kind of seal this season of Advent in us as we look to the days that are ahead and being here Wednesday night, and just all the fun things that we're going to do together as our families, that our hearts would be settled in a place in a, and really a state of being of joy and the happiness that comes to our life because of the person of Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here today, or maybe you're watching online with us, and you've, you've never experienced relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, all that begins with is a conversation with Him. An invitation to, to ask Jesus to come and to reign and rule in your heart, and the realization that, that He's a forgiver of sin, and He's the lover of your soul, and He's the one that died for you so that you could experience hope and life in him. That's, that's the relationship that we get to experience in Jesus. And that invitation from him is to everyone who would believe in him. So as we close our time together in prayer today, as we close our time and get ready to launch out into this week, I want you to just join me in this place. And I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of joy in us to a greater degree. And yes, that means that we're going to invite him into all the spaces of our life to produce joy in us so that the fruit of our life that others get to experience is the joy of the Lord. Amen? So, Father, we thank you that we get to gather in this place today. God, even as we just sit here this morning, God, we can look around our lives and see your goodness towards us, Lord. Lord, even in difficulty. God, even in the trials, God, even in the, the pressures of life, Lord, Lord, we get to experience and live in a joy that the world can't give us, nor can it take away from us. And Lord, we thank you that that comes in the person of Jesus. And Lord, today I pray for each one, both sitting in this room and those that are joining us online, Lord, that, that we would surrender our hearts and lives to you, Lord, that as the king, Lord, we would experience the wonder of the kingdom in our lives. Lord, of peace and joy and hope in your love, God. And so, Lord, today we just invite you to come and be Lord of our lives. Jesus, as you came in such a humble way into a manger, Lord, as you lived a very normal life, Lord, to show us what it meant 
to walk in relationship with the Father and to experience the joys of this life. Lord, I pray that you would teach us how to be a joy-filled people. And Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and do that work in us. Lord, that our lives would be marked with joy. Lord, that people that would be around us in our lives, God, would experience the fruit of joy in them, God. Lord, that they would sense and know, God, something very different about our lives, Jesus, because you came and you've made a difference in us. So, Lord, I pray your blessing over each of these families and individuals, Lord, as we head into the week that's ahead of us, God, that typically has so many external pressures on our life, God, Lord, that we would take every day and be reminded of your goodness in our lives. And Lord Jesus, we thank you once again for coming and being the sacrifice for us, Lord, that we could experience the fullness of your joy, Lord, in our lives. Lord, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. What a great day together. We want to invite you to, to come back and be with us Wednesday night. It'll be a fun candlelight service. Um, yes, we'll have real candles. 7 o'clock Wednesday night, be here. Um, we'll have a wonderful time together. As you're leaving today, there's candy canes out on the trees. Please grab those. Take them with you. Kids, enjoy the, the holidays with your family. We love you guys. Have an incredible week. We'll see you Wednesday night together. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.